I could picture you like on the roof getting fucking heated about putting up the lights like fucking Kirk Griswold or whatever. Like, you know, that one light's burned out and you have to like replace 10,000 individual bulbs or something. And you're like kicking the reindeer on the front lawn and pissed off. And is it that? I left the electrical up from from Halloween decorations. So I've got all the lights and the lights are all dialed in. I just strands oh. are already from last year. So it's easy. I just got to clip them up. Oh, the main thing is pulling out the tree and dealing with all the crap in my garage. And oh, fucking always something. I pulled one out, realized, pulled this tree out, realized that freaking one of the branches of this fake tree is broken. And so I'm fucking just irritated, dude. Oh, it's, is it a one, one little thing after another? Just up? one. Yeah, I went to, yeah, they, the kids broke their mirror doors in their closet in oh. the room, the little one. So I went to go get it today. The oldest one was taking too long. So I just left because I was annoyed with having to wait so long. And then I get to Home Depot and realize there's no way I'm li- lifting these damn things by myself without breaking them because they're glass, you know? All right. So I'm like, call them up and I'm like, all right. I'm going to be home in seven minutes. Be ready to go. Come outside. And I get there and, and not there. I'm messaging him when I'm pulling in. Hey, I'm in a minute away. Come outside. Not there. I have to call him. Oh, I'll be right down. And I'm like, you got a mask, right? Yeah, I got a mask. Okay, let's go. We get there. He's got no mask. I broke my extra one that I had, the one that I was going to use. I broke it. Otherwise, I could have given it to him. And oh. so I had to drive back again. Oh. it's just oh, a nightmare you know it's like and then my garage is so packed that like to get my christmas stuff out it's like four layers deep you know to get those closet doors in there i had to bring the the minivan so i had to take out all the seats and just a freaking nightmare dude I'm just one of those days just irritated with everything so where you plan everything you kind of just you want to get it over with and then just one little thing after another just piles up to irritate the shit out of you oh uh honestly the main thing is that my wife like likes a is a pack rat oh so we've got this whole section in the garage it's just like her shit piled up and unfortunately that's where the christmas tree is and silly me thought that you know in that time that would have been that she might have you know gotten around to sorting it out or whatever of course that didn't happen so i've just been i was dreading it all day and then yeah just one thing after the other so anyways dude i dealt with that pack rat thing myself because they moved my mom into a uh, you know like a smaller area in a different building for people who need more assistance right and she had so much stuff just in her little apartment and the storage place underneath that building was taken away so everything had to go to my sister's house, dude. And it's all in her, they, they remodeled the whole basement. So there's a couple of bedrooms down there and a pool table. It's like a game room and everything. Now it's just packed full of my mom's stuff, boxes upon boxes upon boxes. And my sister's looking at me like, can you believe all this shit? Can you believe all this shit? And her, her garage too is just stuffed with just boxes. And I'm like, I didn't realize she had, oh my God, this is like an amazing amount of stuff, but. All the, sh- all the stuff that she moved. That's the thing is she moved it. That two-story house was full of crap, man. And it was, where did I think it went, you know? But um, she has like basically nothing in her new little tiny box of a, an apartment. So it had to go somewhere. And now it's in my sister's garage and downstairs. She's like, she's like, just go through the boxes and tell me what you want and I'll send it to you. You know, <laughs> I felt kind of, I felt bad for her. And, and Keith's giving me this look like this, like, flat look like shaking his head like jesus christ like his his new remodel downstairs and everything is just just gone just gone storage it's storage yeah totally you can always get a storage unit you know but that's a tough one because you start thinking about god i'm paying 100 bucks a month for an eight by ten place and it's like is this shit worth 1200 a year probably not that's what i'm paying i'm paying 112 a month but it's actually it's the size of a one car garage yeah yours is pretty good that's a pretty good rate but you've well, I'm you're sharing the guy it with split. You're right. And so you guys, he's had it for a while. Oh, dude. Yeah, he's had it for at least 10 years. Yes, that's why. You can't get that. Now, for that price, you'd be a 8 by no. 10 or 8 by 8 by 8 or something. Yeah. No, I saw Noah's, man. He's paying like 89 a month. And it's not even the size of like a hall, like a hall closet. Yeah, no, no. Dude, it's like half the, half the depth of a hall closet. It's like you can put a couple pairs of skis in. That's how deep it is. I'm like, how are you paying 89 bucks a month for this? Yeah, you can't even put a couple of fucking suitcases in here. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's it's that balancing balancing act, I guess. 
hey, there's a business model. Maybe I'll just like partition out my downstairs. <laughs> you have all these people coming in at random hours of the night looking for yeah. their stuff. 89, 89 bucks for, you know, for an hour for a one by one inch uh, uh, piece of, uh, never mind. That joke's terrible. Space and a woman. Okay, I said it. Um, what? What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Dude, so my flight, man, was cake. Thanks for taking me. Oh, yeah, dude. Opposite, when you told me, I wasn't even halfway home from the airport. You're like, I'm through. I'm at the gate. It's like, no, yeah. no kidding. So was the flight not packed? Were they, were they empty? I mean, I, I figured that it would have been just slammed. No, but it was so, I was so in, amazingly early that, um, Oh yeah. By the way, uh, welcome to Scattering Podcast, episode eighty-nine. Okay, got that out of the way. Yeah. Oh, but, let um, me say this too. What's shaking? There we go. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we also got our social medias on Instagram at right. Scatterbrain Pod. SD is in San Diego, and Twitter is at Scatterbrain Pod. There we go. That's like our usual rigmarole, right? There we go. Yeah. Okay. Got that out of the way. Yeah. I realized we we're just babbling right off, but um, yeah, you got me there so early that. I just put my headphones on. I was a little bit tired and I just leaned back. I, I got the seat I wanted. I got with, you know, I got through um, security in like not even 10 minutes, dude, just bam. And then I got the seat I wanted. I just sat there, ignored everybody with my headphones on, had like two hours to kill. And I didn't care. I just sat there and listened to podcasts. Awesome. What'd you listen to? What'd you listen to while you were there at the airport? Uh, I listened to some Jezelnik and Van- uh, Jezelnik Vanity Pro- Project or whatever. And then a little bit of our stuff, you know, just to kind of mm. review, review some stuff. On the flight, I had our episode 88 just kind of rolling because I wanted to see how, like, if I fell asleep, like, where I was, kind of. And that's what, exactly what happened. I totally ghosted the guy next to me. I just leaned into the wall with my headphones you on. Pulled, yeah, I pulled my hat you down over to. my eyes and just ignored the shit out of him. But I was starving, dude. And this bastard was eating corn chips right in my ear, and I could hear him through my headphones. Just crunch, crunch, crunch. And I could smell the corn chips, and my stomach was like growling and i'm all oh i hate this guy and you know like when you can feel someone staring at you like they want to talk to you like you know hey hey, pay attention to me and i oh man i just completely ignored him and then i woke up and i was like part way through the podcast again and then and the captain said oh, oh we are now um beginning our descent into denver we'll be landing in less than 30 minutes and i was like oh shit my whole flight took like 30 minutes dude it was awesome it was awesome never underestimate the power of ignoring ignoring people were you able to get a beer or anything before you went I didn't even bother. I didn't even bother. I didn't even bother. Oh. I just, I just, I just wanted to sit and just be completely just invisible. And I pulled my hat down over my eyes, my headphones on and everything it was perfect. And uh, yeah, nice. just you put that hard part was getting through that fucking Denver international airport's a nightmare, dude. Was it bad there? Was it really, really, really chaotic? I know San Diego is easy to fly in and out of. Was Denver pretty bad? San Diego is an easy airport. It's laid out right. But it's not even that there was a lot of people there. It's just the layout of that airport is ridiculous, dude. You can't get out of that airport on United. You can't get out of there without having to take the train. So you have to take that standing room only train where everyone's crammed in like sardines. And it goes like the loop or whatever. Yeah. And it's like two minutes to to, to the exits. And it's like, why don't you just have a path to the exits? I would have walked the extra like 20 minutes or whatever. So I wouldn't have to be crammed in with all these fucking people. It sucked. And then it's not even like you're at a concert or something where it's for a good reason to be packed. You're just there amongst people that you don't want to talk to or be around. Just trying to get out of an airport took me like 40 minutes, dude. It was nuts. And I didn't even have to get bags or anything from baggage claim. Yeah. And then I was at the bottom level and then me and my sister were texting each other and she's like, are you on the top? And I'm like, what are you talking about the top? I'm at departures. She's like, Oh, I didn't want to go down to departures. It's way too busy. I'm like, where the hell are you then? And she goes, I'm by door 601. So I had to go up like two or three, uh, flights, right? So I just took the stairs, bypassed everyone, forget the escalators, took the stairs, ran up to the top. Oh, there's door 610. Went by, beyond that, and she's sitting there right in the middle of the street. She's all, I didn't know how much oh, longer they're going to let me just sit here like yeah. this. Yeah. Dude, she went to arrivals and just sat there and waited. It was well, genius. Isn't that, where, isn't that where you should be, arrivals, since you were arriving? Um, no, I had it the other way around. She went to departures. I was at oh, arrivals. Gotcha. But arrivals is down at the bottom, like in the in the cave where everyone's packed in trying to get their ride, you know? So there's just cars everywhere and people everywhere. And then I went up to, you know, where people are leaving. There was like 10 cars. She's like literally parked in the middle of the street almost. <laughs> and I walked out and she's all, Ian. And I'm like, how did they let you just sit here for like 15 minutes like this? And she's all, oh, I just slowly crept forward. Every time a cop looked at me, she goes, I would scoot forward like a foot or so. <laughs> yeah. 
pretend like you're looking to see for someone, right? It's exactly <laughs> right. It's so funny. But I'm like, well, you're at departures, though. How does that work? Well, it works. So, and uh, well, that yeah, was I, your taste of the holidays. You had Thanksgiving there. We got Christmas will be here before we know it. You can hear me bitching and complaining about hanging my decorations. Um, so we should, I guess, start thinking about, you know, uh, holiday themed kind of episodes, something appropriate, though. You know, we don't want to be doing the same usual topics that other podcasts are doing. We should try to try to stay on brand, if you will, and start doing some strange things, which I've got some ideas. And I actually have an idea for a year end episode. What's that? Well, I, can, I could tell you, but then I'd have to kill you. Why? Well, because. I don't want to be a divulging our end of year episodes. (laughs) True, very true. I'll say this much, man. 2020 sucked for everybody and all that kind of stuff. 2021 was so much worse, I think. 2021 sucked. I think it was, I think Uh, it was music wise. No, no, music wise, it was fine. But as far as just everything in general, it just sucked. It just. It's like it just, it was like, oh, new year. It's, you know, fuck 2020, the worst year ever. This will be such a better year. It wasn't. It just wasn't. It wasn't. Well, to be fair, Stanley died. You know, that's going to ruin. It was before Stanley. It was It was before Stanley died. Just one thing after another. So many crappy things happened. It just, it really sucked for me. And a lot of people, actually, I do believe. Uh, tell me, it wasn't a great year, was it? No, it wasn't a great year. I think 2020 was worse in its own way. But then like this sort of, I don't know. It carried over. It's not. Yeah, carried over essentially. You know, now it's it's. I guess it's kind of better because you can do certain things. It's not just locked down, but then staying home kind of has its perks too. You know, <laughs> there's no expectation to go anywhere. It's kind of nice when you're like me. Yep. Well, you know, and 2022 should be good because there's a lot of twos in it. So. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, we're gonna be seeing some good shows. We got tickets to, or I got tickets. I don't know if you're gonna go or not. But I got tickets for. Uh, with cattle decapitation uh-huh. in January. Yep. And then February, the it's like obituary. That's uh, uh who is it? Toxicol oh, no enforced. Who, uh enforced yeah. from Virginia. Uh what's the other one? I'm thinking there's another thrash band. I can't think of it right now. Uh, uh municipal waste. Yeah, that's they're good too. There's a couple. I saw yeah. there was a couple and gate creeper and gate they dropped out. Yeah, that's gonna be a Nah, really? Yeah, the, at the bottom it says a couple of bands that dropped out and Gate Creeper was one of them. Oh, no. What happened? I have no idea. It just says at the bottom it shows all the bands. And at the bottom in small letters it says Gate Creeper dropped out. It says uh, Gate Creeper dropped out and then some other band dropped out and then another band dropped out. Because there was a bunch of bands on that bill. So I'm not sure why, but yeah. So they dropped out for the whole thing? The whole tour? For that show. I don't know about the whole... I don't know uh, about the... I thought there was one short... One... one uh one band but i didn't that's a, saw the asterisk there but it wasn't wasn't gatekeeper you saw like an updated thing recently i saw three bands yep you're talking about the obituary and force show right yeah municipal waste all that yeah there's they're still playing so it's enforced but gatekeeper i think there's like seven bands and i think two or three have dropped out for that show maybe the tour i don't know but it, it said they dropped out so i don't know dude that doesn't sound very good maybe they saw the venue and said nah Little little do they know that's a good venue. I don't know. I I think if you're playing death metal, you're not too picky, right? I mean, how picky can you be unless you're only the elite or someone sick or something? Who knows? But two months in advance. Oh, another one. Another one's coming up in February is Nile. Yeah, I'm not not really into them though. So oh I like incantation. Nile? Yeah, I'm not really are you gonna go are you gonna go see Igor? No, no, probably not. I'm not, I'm not, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm into Eeyore enough to go see him. You know, he's interesting, but it's a weird one, dude. I, I'm not, that's not my thing here. Let me look at this. Uh... You really have to be in the mood for that Igor shit. Cause when I'm in the mood and I listen to it, I love it. But there are some times when I, when I hear it and I'm just so, yeah, it's like, like nails on a chalkboard. I don't think gate creepers dropped out, dude. That's what it said on the flyer thing that I saw. It's a gatekeeper and oh. one other band have dropped out at the very bottom in white letters. Yep. But who knows? Oh, I'm look. Yeah, I don't know. I'm looking at, they're still showing on the website. Maybe they're back on. Who knows? Huh. I wonder where we could find that online, like to show the most recent, uh, recent posting. Well, brick by brick, right? The brick by brick web- website. 
Well, that's what I'm looking, and they still show them as mm-hmm. listed. Well, I guess, I guess they're still playing. Yeah, maybe the, the one band was the opening band, Spirit World, that they showed up for some of the, the tours was not. Yeah, that was the other one. Yeah, they said they dropped out. And then um, and then another band. I could have sworn it was. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not really that. I'm, I'm not into I'm not really in denial, though. I don't like them that much. Dude, you know what? <sighs> They're pretty badass live. They put on a hell of a show. They were very, very good. Yeah, I bet. Oh, you're right. So yeah, you're right. No gate creeper in a spirit world, but that does not apply to San Diego. It does not have the asterisk. Oh, actually, next to it on the huh, list. That's strange. That applies to the Atlanta show. Um, a couple other ones, but fortunately, at least from this last thing I sent you guys when I looked at it from Monday last week, uh, still shows that they're there. So hopefully. Did you get did you get your ticket, by the way? No, not yet. Mm-mm. All right, you better do it. I know his, I, my prediction is this. You're not going to get them. Jim and I are going to be texting you the day before. So, hey, what time are we meet up? And you're like, oh, they're sold out. Well, I mean, what what night of the, what night of the week is it? I don't even know. Uh, it's February 7th. It's like a Tuesday or a Monday or something like that. Well, if I don't work on Wednesday, then I'll go. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go to one of those shows when I have to be up at five in the morning. I just, I'm not gonna do that shit. Uh, I'm not uh, doing that shit, especially with you. Like especially you guys, vampire. fucking diehards, all fucking want to go from the first minute of the first band to the very end, and it's like I don't want to do that. That's too much. We're not gonna do that, dude. What are you talking about? You gotta squeeze out every cent of your fucking dollar spent. I know how you guys are. And then both of you, you have to squeeze your old bodies up to the front. Get in there with oh, all yeah. the millennials and fucking trade sweat with them. I'm not into that either. I'd just rather stand there and I'm watch. I'm going to wear my hermetically sealed uh, outfit, my hazmat suit. I'm taking my fishbowl. Get sweat on me. There you go. My fishbowl with the tubes coming out of it so I can pour. <laughs> so you can drink beer. Pour liquor like down. One, one way valve. I still have yet to see one, one of those. Fucking... Hey, you never asked me what I did while I was gone in Colorado. Uh, what did you do? Besides complain. Slept. That's it. I, I fell asleep. I, I was like, I slept the whole fucking time, dude. It was like, I caught up for the whole last month of just everything going on. It just all hit me. Plus, I was, you know, a mile high and everything. And the air there is really thin. And mile, did you say mile high? Were you extra nice to that guy sitting next to you? No, 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 <laughs> no handies. Oh, yeah. And then I got the middle seat on the way back, which really sucked, dude. Oh, that sucks. Oh, thankfully, it was two really cute women, but, you know. It's awkward. It was just awkward. You know, you can't use the arm rests and you're like, you're late. Excuse me. Oh, excuse me. Hey, you know what? No, the the etiquette is if you're in the middle seat, you get that. You get those armrests, dude. That's common courtesy. That's common sense. If you're on the aisle, then you have to put your arm out to the side over there on the aisle side. And if you're up against at the, the window, you have to use the one on the left side. The person in the middle gets gets the seat. That's common Dude, knowledge. Common. I courtesy. didn't even check because it was two ladies, and so I didn't even bother. I just put my arms between my legs and tried to stretch as much as I could. Had my headphones on and held in that fart for the whole damn flight. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. And then when the one girl on the window wanted to use the uh, win- uh, the bathroom, you just got to put look. I'll put out. Oh, oh, okay. Oh. Or, or as she as she like climbs over, you go, mm, nice. <laughs> Uh, I know it's this week's episode of Scatterbrain excuse Podcast. You. Oh, excuse me. Excuse, <laughs> excuse no, me. What is that? It's... European vacation? Well, no, what was that? Oh, Euro that was European vacation or something like that. Euro, Euro trip, I think. Yeah, and those Euro kids trip, are yeah. those kids are in the uh, they're they're in that train, right? And that one dude from Saturday, yeah, that one, one dude, guy. he's all, oh, excuse. and then it's like they go through excuse a tunnel me. and it gets dark, and he's like sitting there with his pants off, smoking a cigarette. He's like, oh, excuse me. And excuse they're all like, me, oh, God. and then they go through another tunnel, and he's sitting right next to the girl with his pants off. Oh, excuse me. Excuse She's me. like, ah, get me a fuck away from him. That's not awesome. Oh, that's creepy. That's creepy. Oh, yeah. That's a funny movie, dude. My, my hey, robot so, balls. Um, sort of ch- ch- yeah, yeah. I am. You are not a robot. robot. Not a robot. That's a th- <laughs> Oh, dude, I could watch that scene. Anyway, so what were you going to say? Uh, so I don't know if you had a chance, a big change of scene, uh, topic here, but I, uh, We've talked about that band Massacre before. They had a new record that came out a few weeks ago, I think. And that was something it was something I threw at you to re, to review, but I think it's kind of past that point. I didn't 
I didn't but, know about it. I didn't review it. No. Oh, okay. Well, is this the same as Inhuman Condition Massacre? Well, so that's that's the thing. So Massacre, uh, the old state from Beyond was the album. I've talked about that album many times before. Yeah. And I guess uh, yeah, a couple of guys from from Inhuman Condition were from Massacre and left. And apparently, it, dude, it's a. I don't know what happens. I haven't looked, but looks like major major drama. I follow the massacre and cam lee instagram pages on you know for the podcast and cam lee is always bitching and complaining about something that these guys are doing so i don't know whatever the resentment is there um it seems like it's resulted in competition and drive to outdo the other band just like megadeth and metallica but um i saw that inhuman condition is actually recording another album they've already finished drums and they started tracking guitars yeah, I wonder if he's going to actually play drums. I don't know. I don't know. That was kind of weird, right? I hated that. I hated seeing the live stuff and he wasn't even playing drums and singing. It was like, I don't know. Something about it really bugged me because it's so fucking hard. And it's like, why am I doing this then? You thought, you thought like, oh, this guy does that too. And then it wasn't. Exactly. Crazy. I wanted to see how someone else did it, you know, see if he was wearing a crappy little headset or whatever, you know, or having to turn his head. Yeah. But he's just like, he's just up there jumping set. around all nice and comfortable as a singer. It's like, well, why don't you just get yeah. a drummer to play on the album and just don't list yourself as playing drums? I hated that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the music I thought was fairly good, but you know, that took away so much for me for some reason. It shouldn't affect yeah, the music. I mean, we were, we reviewed that one with Marianne. I don't think she really liked that one, and I think it was. I have a few good songs, but you know, I just thought it was interesting that they're coming out with uh, starting with a new record. A lot. It seems like a lot of people have done that or been or done been doing that another album that we talked well, about wait, was wait, wait, the wait, one from Replica. wait 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 so did massacre put out an album with a different singer and all different material well no cam cam lee is is the uh vocalist guy and it's his band so so he started so he with whatever guys left yeah he formed his new band under, under the same name because he i guess he owns the name the name massacre yeah. so why did he start in human condition no, it wasn't. He didn't start human in human condition. The other get like the other guitar player from there. I don't remember, dude. It was like two guys from Massacre left and formed Inhuman Condition. Right. And Inhuman Condition is the name of one of their EPs or something. I don't remember. Oh, so th those guys do still play with Massacre then or not? They do not. They hate each other. Okay. They hate each so other. So the other main guy that's still in Massacre is still going with Massacre. With Massacre, yeah. And he's a guitar player. He is just a vocalist. Oh, so it isn't the vocalist who left to form in human condition. It was the drummer. No, it was like the guitarist. The guitarist and the drummer, or guitarist and bass player. I and forget. then they picked up the singing. I see. Okay. Yeah. See, I thought the singer, yeah. I thought the singer and drummer and guitar player left. And so that left Massacre with like nobody, basically. But no. Okay. That makes sense. So all he had to do was get a new drummer. And I guess another guitar player or something. He doesn't play guitar, he just does vocals. Oh, okay. Yeah, Camley. Camley. Who's the name. bass player? Bass player still there? I have no idea. I actually don't. He's probably he's probably uh, the original member, and like it's his band, and don't even remember his name. Like Ian Hill, Ian Hill with Judas Priest. You know, it's like his band, and no one cares. <laughs> don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, poor guy. Another band we talked about was Replicant. That was a couple weeks ago in episode eighty-seven of Scatterbrain Podcast, yeah. and I just saw recently. I don't know if you recall, but they're a three-piece band. Mm -hmm. But I guess they just picked up a second guitarist by the name of Italy Karen. Oh. So hmm. that's going to be interesting because, I mean, as we've discussed, but then also we talked about it with Rodrigo last week, that whole one versus two guitar band thing is a significant factor. Yeah. Some people use it as a crutch. It's okay. I enjoyed playing with just bass player and drummer myself because then I could just go nuts, you know, and it didn't affect the way it sounded overall. Cause when you're two guitar players, you have to play pretty precise, you know, play with each other, harmonize yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I threw all that shit away and I could just like jump around and do leads. And if I made a mistake, no one fucking knew. I loved it. You just go with it, just, right? Just go with it, man. Just go with it, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. My dog here is copper is yelping up a storm. I wonder what's going on there. So, anyways, if I'd ask you a question, yeah. and I know, and I'm only asking you this because I saw an article about it, and then I saw, or I know that you've had 
multiple dogs as well as cats. I was just about to talk about that, but go ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah, ask the question. Well, I was going to ask you, are you a dog person or a cat person? I'm a dog, of course. Okay. I like cats. Yeah, I know. Some people actually dislike cats. I don't know how it's possible, but they're just different. Yeah. Very, very different, actually. Um, the main cat I had, as you know, was Spencer, you know, and I, he was like a dog, kind of. He, he sure was. He, he never left my room. He always climbed on me. Anytime I was in the room, he climbed right on top of me. Unless I was there or Tom was there. And then he climbed on you or something? Yeah. He was, he was something else. The, the whole, like, allergic person, yeah. the person that doesn't really a huge fan of cats, he would always want to sit right on my lap. But ironically enough, he usually didn't affect me too bad. Short hair. Yeah, oh, is that what it yeah. was? Yeah, cats. I'm I'm pretty allergic to cats, man. And sometimes I don't know if you recall, it's been a while, but I used to go over to your house and be like, "Okay, I'm leaving immediately. I, this is not going to work today." <laughs> but most of the time, he just uh, he didn't bother me. Yeah. So. I'm allergic to cat dander too. I have to wash my hands all the time at work because if if I pet a cat or something, or I'm dealing with a cat and I touch my eyes, I'm done. Wow. Yeah. Has it always been that way? I mean, you're you're kind of in the wrong. Uh, yeah. Not the wrong, but you're in a interesting vocation. Though. Yeah, since I was a kid, it's been that way. I had childhood asthma, and then I was allergic. I had you know the test, the the allergy test where they do that grid on your arm when you're when you're yeah. a kid, and they stab you with all the different things, and your arm welts up, and then they put the little grid over it to to measure how allergic you are to things. Remember those old fashioned tests like that? Um, I never had that, although I probably should have. I just knew I had like hay fever from allergies and stuff, and from cats, I didn't really need those brutal tests to tell me that just, just <laughs> I don't have any allergic, just the sneeze test. Yeah. Yeah. Just the sneeze test. No, fortunately I outgrew most of that stuff. And once I moved to San Diego, they got a lot better as well. Just different weeds and plants and different things here. So, but the reason I ask is um, I saw an interesting article about a study that someone did from UC Davis. The guy's name is Mikel Del- Delgado doing some research there an animal behaviorist. And he talked about, I guess, personality traits of people that prefer cats versus those that prefer dogs. Uh, I read this stuff and I didn't really see, it wasn't anything too, too surprising, but it was interesting to see that, that people are, are spending real graduate time and money researching these kinds of things. How would you describe cats in summary versus dogs, right? You might say like dogs are more uh, aloof, standoffish don't necessarily want you around them unless they need something perhaps dogs are kind of the other way generally speaking right they want to be by you and be pet and everything do you think that's about right um well cats are more solitary and individual and dogs are pack animals that's the difference really i mean yeah which results in different personality traits if you will as you're dealing with them as a person dealing with with a pet or whatever I think humans, I think humans and dogs form a tighter bond than, I mean, someone who owns a cat and loves their cat is going to just go, oh, no, that's not true. But I think it is true. I think people who have dogs or let dogs be close to them or, or, you know, I think the tie is, the bond is a lot stronger. I'm not just you. Do you think a dog would eat your face if you died in a house like a cat would? Doubtful. Um, Right. uh, Yeah, doubtful. Uh, And also... You know, a dog just doesn't get in a bad mood out of nowhere and just fucking haul out. Well, most of them anyway, don't just get in a ba- bad mood and then like growl at you and then haul off and bite you, you know, out of nowhere. Most of them don't. You know, even the nicest cat can get a little pissy and just suddenly scratch you or bite you because it wants you. Yeah, exactly. You no so I think they're just they're a little more finicky, you know, and but I don't think that bond from the animal to the human is near as strong with the, you know, from the cat to the human as it is from the dog to the human whether cat people want to admit that or not. I, I think that's a fact. Don't you? I do. I sort of feel like, and again, I've never owned a cat myself, so I can't say, but I don't know. I think like cats, they sort of like, even, even like, and Spencer was a little different of a cat, yeah, he was. but generally speaking, it seems like cats are more like, well, I'll keep you around because you feed me and you change my litter box and you pet me when I want you to. They just do their own thing. Yeah, and they're around and whatever. And they might even like, well, they might like you. Of course. But 
it's different. Like with the dog, they, I think most dogs just like want to be by you. They want you to pet them. They want to like do if they're social, you know, I don't want to say socialize correctly, but if they're, they have exposure to people, they want to like do things that make people happy and tell them they're good versus like being told no and everything like that. So I think they're definitely a different thing now. A cat person might go, Oh, well, you just want something that's codependent. Oh yeah. See, uh, those is me. You know, whatever. Yeah. That's that's whatever. Dogs get dogs get happy when they make you happy. They get excited and happy. Cats couldn't give a fuck. Couldn't give a yeah, exactly. Even when they're dying and feeling like crap, they want to like perk up to make you better. Or so you don't take them to the vet and euthanize them, but uh maybe i guess that that's like one level above i think where the dogs are thinking but yeah one thing they both do though is they try to find a place to hide like under a desk or in a closet or somewhere somewhere dark so they can hide and die which is sad but it's true yeah so it should be no surprise then that uh this guy this researcher found that people at least in their study you know who they asked who said people said they preferred cats tended to be uh what they called neuroticism nice (laughs) uh more nervous yeah sounds right that type of thing whereas those that prefer dogs tended to be more like extrovert and more agreeable which if you think about it kind of fits with the dog versus cat personality kind of thing yes yeah people with oh no this too as well people who who prefer dogs tend to be more dominant in the social actions social interactions more outgoing and uh so yeah i just thought that was kind of interesting that there is a difference even if you like it all animals like like you do i mean you're definitely an animal person and I, i'm surprised not not surprised that you prefer dogs but i could also see you saying just because i knew you had spencer like oh i don't don't care i don't know I, I i do like them both they have their they each have their benefits and i mean i'd like to have a cat again i probably will have a cat at some point in my life but they're not all like spencer you know one one thing i will say about cats though that is a benefit and as far as i'm concerned when my cats have died, I was not near as sad. I mean, I was sad. I cried. I was bummed. But it wasn't something that would just fucking ate at my soul like Stanley dying, you know, or even or even yeah. Astro. Just it was devastating for me. So it's, it's it's more than it's more than a family member. My sister even asked me when I was out there was like, have you been more have you been going through more grief than like when dad died? Because when dad died, you were pretty torn up. And I said, yeah, dad didn't dad wasn't with me 24 seven for 12 years. You know what I mean? I mean, I saw, I saw him once or twice a year and talked to him every now and then, you know, he was my dad, but I, it wasn't like he was my confidant, my, you know, right-hand man kind of thing, you know? So that's a little bit different, you know, and I don't know. No, I, I think, I think too, it's just a different dynamic, right? So cats, whatever bond that is that people have with them, their structure is totally different. Oh yeah. I mean, their social structure, the way that they relate to each other. I mean, even when you look at like the lions at the zoo or at the animal park or something like that, they're around each other. They all kind of are around each other. Little kids maybe are are playing a little bit more, but they're not like necessarily, unless they're babies, they're not really playing with each other. You know what I mean? They don't, I I think it's just a different. Cats Cats are more nocturnal too, so. Yeah, that's true. They like to sleep all day and do nothing. And at night, they fucking want to jump off your head and scratch at the door. Let me out, you know. So that's the that's the not so fun part about cats, you know, that and the waking up and their assholes right in your face, you know. Oh, beautiful. Well, then they walk everywhere. They're walking everywhere on everything. Oh, yeah. You got a a kitty litter box. That means they're shitting there and walking around in it. And then they're walking all over your stuff. And that's that's not good for me cats are pretty clean though dude you, you don't really notice it's not like they're dragging shit everywhere no i get it i get it and i know dogs are not very clean and they lick their ass and they come and lick you i get it but at least they're not they know. do what but here i am i'm a dog i'm a dog person so i guess there's that wait too. can you re- what do they do no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> i'm shocked you've heard that joke before right the guy's walking down the street with his friend and he sees the dog on the other side of the street and he's, he's licking himself. And the guy looks at his friend and goes, you know, I wish I could do that. And uh, his friend looks at him and goes, well, I would probably buy the dog dinner first. <laughs> well, hey, Dave, uh, you want to talk about this record here? Hyperdonsha? 
Yeah. We're talking about their November 12th release, 2021. It's called Hideous Entity. These names are awesome, dude. Oh, yeah. They're eight, eight tracks, 39 minutes, 21 seconds. It's their second full-length album. Now, we did review their debut, Nexus of Teeth, back in episode 27 of Scatterbrain Podcast. Now, that was a 2018 release, but I think at the time we just decided to go for something completely new to us. Well, we, we were reviewing their new EP and then just backtracked and then just started talking about that 2018 one anyway. So that's what we we're doing. Because I remember the oh. EP was a lot better than that 2018 one. Oh, I don't know. Whatever Nexus of Teeth was, that's what we reviewed. That was the album. There. And then in 2020, they did the EP. I forgot what it was called. And we reviewed that EP? Well, that's why I wanted to... That was their that was their split. That was their uh, split with Mortiferum. What do you mean their split with Mortiferum? Twenty twenty, they did like a split. They a split they record. Did? Yeah, with with Mortiferum. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know that because I, I discovered them completely separate. They did a lot of different EPs actually in twenty twenty. I'm looking at it now. The Mortiferum excreted from the flesh. Mortiferum thing you just discovered like randomly because we were kind of in that lull of bad albums and. Yeah, I think that's what it was, right? We just decided to uh, grab a couple we like. Yeah. Well, these guys, uh, Hyperdantia, are a death metal band from Copenhagen, Denmark. And Turkey. Um, they, yeah, so that's interesting because if you look at their, I think it's Bandcamp. Yeah. They refer to themselves being based out of Copenhagen. Oh, yes. However. It, it says like international something copenhagen and istanbul yes but on there because i i found that same thing however when you look at like their uh band camp page it just says copenhagen oh, that's weird. so maybe so i mean some of these names right so they have on base they have malik samlika or yeah, i think that's mm -hmm. it, how you pronounce that and then they have uh matthias freeborg on guitars and well, who does vocals actually? I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. know. I think it's oh, uh, it's, it's Matthias. It's Matthias. Player, I'm thought, sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Matthias Freeborg. Then they have maybe this is the guy from Turkey, just going by his name, Mustafa Ger Kaliglu or something like that. I'm I'm horrible with it. It's a difficult one for me, but he is from. I, he sounds like he would be from Turkey just with that name. Yeah. And he's a second guitarist. Then they have the drummer. His name is Tuna. Oh, that's right. Tuna. Now I had, to, I had to I had to do a little bit of looking, and his name is Pavel Tunkovitz. So I think they just call him Tuna from his name. So that last Pavel name. Pavel Tunkovitz. That sounds that sounds almost like Czechoslovakian or something. He's Polish. Oh well, there you go. That's yeah. what I could see. Yeah, yeah, they are all over. Uh, they've been around in, since uh, 2015, and all the guys are original except for Matthias. Interesting enough, he came in in 2018 on guitars. And then started on vocals in 2019. I wonder if one of them had a bad dental experience or something. I don't know. I don't know. But it is funny because they do have one of their tracks from this album is called Grinding Teeth. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, a band called Hyperdontia has got to have a name, a song with teeth in it, right? Well, a lot of the songs on that last album were teeth-based as well. Kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. I wonder why that is. Just because they're scary, I guess. Huh? I guess. So what did you think about this thing? It's uh, like we said, we're talking about hideous entity. Um, did you did they change? Did you like it? Did they change up their sound? Because I don't remember them being so like doomy almost. Uh, I, I think I, I think they're about the same. Really? Because I, I thought they're I thought they were a faster kind of doom, not doom, but a faster kind of like speed metal sort of death kind of thing. But this no, was just straight no, up fucking that. death, fucking doom kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't recall them being. I thought I just thought they were faster, mm -hmm. and I I don't remember them tuning down so insanely because they're so. Oh yeah, yeah they were they are. Oh yeah, okay. they're probably down at like B or something like that, right? It's Pretty all long. a big it's all a big mash at this point in my head. So, well, did you did you like the album? Um, I liked parts of it. Uh, parts of it was just a mess. Like there, it seems like the beginning. It was just so slow at the beginning. The um, snakes of innards. And it, and it just it sounds it just sounded track, like a big right? yeah it just sounded like a big mess like like it didn't really go anywhere and it was so slow and then it was just like disjointed or something and then about three minutes in 
they did this really killer, like really a kind of like hooky riff. And I was like, Oh, I like this part. And then, the, and then the next song did the same thing. It was like the first, like two and a half, three minutes, just really kind of dragged for me. And then about three minutes in this fucking killer lead came in and I was like, Whoa, that's a rad lead. So it's kind of half and half. I like track three and track four a lot, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, those were beast within track three and track four is coils of wrath. Yeah. Those are, two of the standout ones for me i think those were the two standout ones grinding teeth is okay but it kind of did that same sort of kind of plotted along thing and then picked up a little bit in the middle and and uh yeah so i i think it's it's okay i mean it's okay did you like track six lacerated and bursting that was one of my favorite ones that's a pretty good actually actually the rest of the album i you know the i think the first two songs in particular were the ones that just kind of were kind of boring for me and uh, track three and four were were really good, and then the rest of it was just fine. I mean, I had no problem with the rest of the album. I thought it was actually pretty good yeah. um, for that sort of vocalist too. Yeah, it, it was pretty good. Um, a little bit on the, a little bit. I want to say generic, but it's they, they remind me of someone, and I can't figure out who the hell they remind me of. Um, do you have any idea who is it? Who does that kind of gro- growling, fucking doom sounding? And then half and then that goes into that really fast kind of sloppy drums and then it goes back into the ball and it just gets kind of like kind of this like dissonant sort of mushy sort of sound. Yeah, I think that's one of the challenges when you're playing tuned so low. Yeah. And then you're doing the, the, the vocals like that because then it just really I think it's like your those frequencies are just fighting for that same attention or the, that part of what you hear. So they can sound kind of like mushy. I don't know if that's yeah, the word. Yes, messy. I don't know what. Know? A, yeah, and it, sludgy in a way, it, but it's, this isn't sludge it by any means. I mean, it's not. But, so I almost, I almost picture like the guitar players all just like tuning down to the same note and just hitting the note together, boom, and the drummer just going do, 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 you know, and then hit it again, dom. And it's just like, okay, come on. You know, that's kind of the impression I got. Interesting because I, I actually, to me, what's said about this album is the rhythm section, the bass and the drums. Well, like I said, like I said, they would throw in these cool hooky things. Yeah. Like out of nowhere, it's like, whoa, that's a cool riff, you know? And then it got interesting again. So it was, it was listenable, but it was like just the beginnings of those first two songs, especially were just kind of like, blah, like, oh, this huh. is kind of boring the shit out of me, actually. Yeah. The first one, I felt that same way. Yeah, but I I think the second one, Trapped in the Void, that's to me is one of the better tracks. Track three, Beast Within, very good. Track four, Coils of Wrath, very good. Yep. And track six, Lacerated and Bursting. Those are probably my favorites. If I had, I'd be hard to pick a favorite, I think, because they do sound quite similar, but there are little nuggets like, oh, that's pretty cool. There'll be a lead or something like that. That's like pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, again, the bass is always lurking under there and he's doing some cool stuff. Yeah. In, in concert with the drums so um you know i think like there are certain types of bands and albums where that works real well mm-hmm. especially when you get like really percussive in the style you know what i mean and these guys aren't quite so percussive like uh like if like adam from uh fermenter yeah he's really like his style of play is very percussive like you can tell like oh this dude plays bass too even though he's playing guitar yeah and this doesn't really have that same kind of thing but the the bass is always lurking under there doing some cool stuff i really liked the bass actually on this album quite a bit i don't know if there's a throwaway i I don't it sounds like i like this more than you i liked it better than their nexus of teeth album that we reviewed we both rated that album a three out of five and when we went back and rated it i rated it an eight for the last year's year end episode did you rate it that high? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I rated it three out of five. I went, I went and checked the spreadsheet actually, and we rated it each a three. And then when we did the year end episode, I rated it an eight. What did I rate it? I, I, I thought it was. Uh, I didn't nine. actually take note of that. I meant to to do that. I mean, I'm sure we could go back and listen because I'm sure we talked about it. I want to say I want to say I gave it a seven and a half. Mm-hmm. Gave it a three and then a seven and a half because I remember we we're like you know oh this is better than a three. We we're both shocked that we gave it kind of yeah low. yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think it's better than, than the last one as well. I don't know. I like this one. I think, uh, like I said, the first track, 
kind of eh, not bad, but not not didn't just drag you in, didn't suck you in. I mean, there's certain albums like, um, well, even the intro for Sick and Insane by Mofu, right? Like that just mm-hmm. it's just even that just sucks you in. It's all creepy and it's like what you would envision. If you looked at the Slayer Rain and Blood cover, yeah, it's like what you would envision would be playing during that type of scene. You know what I mean? Oh, and, uh, and the whole time it's playing, I'm thinking, oh, here it comes, here it yeah. comes, and I love that. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know that this had that type of of thing for me. No, but I liked it. I I think I'd give it an eight okay. out of wow. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. Um. Because you have to start looking at things again. It becomes hard when jokingly talk about a thousand point scale. It's like I have to start looking and making comparisons because sometimes the nuance there is small. Yeah, I always do. Yeah, I can't give this like I can't give this the same rating as something that I gave. You know, that I really like. You know what I mean? Because it's not that I hate this, but I probably won't go back and listen to this again. I mean, I liked a couple of songs. Like you, like you say, I'll probably peel off the third and fourth track because those are good. Yeah, but the rest of it's just kind of you know, it's just kind of uninspired to me, I guess. Huh. Same old, same old. Yeah. How many times did you had... listen through it? Actually, I'm just curious because I feel like this did. I gave this. I listened to it when it when it came out. And oh then no, we we're talking about what to review, and then I started listening to it again this last week, and I feel like it got a little better. I started noticing the bass. I didn't really notice the bass before. There's little parts where you hear them, right? oh, like, oh, yeah. as the music stops, but I felt like. No, when I, I, know. I was when noticing I, little layers of it. I, when I went up and got uh, my food just now, before I came back here, uh, I was listening to it on the walk up there and back, and that was my third listen. So, yeah, I didn't give it a whole a whole lot of listens. So uh, I have to admit that. But three is fair. Three listens is 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 quite fair, you know. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, but it's not like when I when I play something over and over and over, and I'm getting into it, and then I'm really absorbing it. I feel like it's it's a much more fair and honest review, you know, than just that cramming three listens, you know, because sometimes yeah. I'm doing other things and I may, I may not be paying attention wholly, you know, but if it's in the background, I feel like, you know, I'm still absorbing it somehow. But, you know, yeah, I'll give, I'll give it a seven and a half. All that being said. OK, well, it's not bad, man. I mean, it's not it's not a waste of time. And if if someone I know for you, you're not really into that style of vocals, but certain people are and they might like that. I mean, there's people like you know, doom metal and sludge and all these sure. things that to me just bore me. Pretty, but, pretty much. If I give anything a seven or above, it's worth listening to. That's the way I look at it. You know, when I get yeah. into the sixes, it's like, you know, yeah, you might, you might skip this one, but you know, sure. I kind of like just about everything. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, cause you rated, you rated, well, you rated Sebulba an eight, I think. Right. Yeah. And I've gone back, I've gone back and listened to that dude now after, you know, giving it some time, some distance and it's so much better. Well, that's one of the nice things about doing these year-end reviews because, it, you know, you kind of get in there and you got to get your listens in, so to speak, and you want to have constructive things to say besides, oh, I just heard this thing, you know, because part of this is helping people discover and filter through all that's out there, right? Because, yeah. you know, you may or might help someone discover something. And I, I love grabbing hold of that album that I just, it's not that I have to listen to it three times. I just, I listen to it like crazy and I love it. And then I, I still listen to it, you know, like to this day. You know, Mofu is one of those albums, uh, Pile of Priest. And uh, for me, anyway, I, I still go back and listen to that Sea Savage every now and then just because it's so fucking funny. <laughs> and, um, was that, was that uh, Gamma Bomb? Gamma Bomb, right? yeah. I still listen to that now and then because it's just, it's so fast and entertaining as hell. Uh, Enforced, I still listen to. One I'm surprised I don't listen to as much as I thought I would continue to listen to is that Evile album. Cause that's a really good album. That's a good album. I haven't, I have to admit, I have not gone back to that. Yeah. The one I haven't gone back to was nerve saw peril. You have or haven't. I have not. Well, we do. Cause we both did it kind of the same time. It was like rediscovering it. And then ever since then, I haven't gone back to that one either. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at our list here from 2020, but that was a, that was kind of a good find actually. Yeah. Dude, there were some really good ones in here, dude. And Oh, I, I really liked them. Um, all hell. All hell is a good band, dude. Yeah, which is Grail. I got to go back and re-listen to that. All of their albums. If you go back and listen to all their albums like together, put it on shuffle. It's awesome. Same with Tolkas. I went back and listened to all the Tolkas albums yeah, and put Tolkis them all on awesome. shuffle. And it was fucking badass. Dude. I'm like, wow, these guys are really good. So Tolkas is another one I still listen to actually a lot. Yeah, those dudes are, are from Mexico, right? Yeah, they're good. They kind of remind me of Mofu a little bit. Huh. Yep. Have you noticed that you and I both tend to just love brazilian thrash 
<laughs> oh yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Because why do you think that is? Why do you think that is? Because it's fast and it's aggressive and it's and it's fucking. They mean it, you know. It's like they're really, they really mean it. They're playing with passion. I'm not saying a lot of these other bands aren't because there's great European thrash metal and of course like Bay Area thrash is pretty much all pretty fucking on spot on, you know. Overkill, you know, all those bands are great, but um, Brazil just is so chock full of fucking great bands. Probably say, because uh, I would say Germany just, is too. Yeah, yeah. I, they're, they're just so into South America in general, I think, is so into metal much more than here. And people are much more fanatic. Specifically you know. thrash metal, though. You know, well, they it, like the Iron Maiden and well, all that stuff, too. Le- leaning toward the new, yeah. new wave of uh, British heavy metal kind of stuff, the old school Judas Priest stuff like yeah. that. But leaning into that speed metal, thrash metal kind of stuff, not so much the death kind of. I've noticed that they're not so much into that death metal scene like like right. uh, like Northern uh, Europe is or Germany even, you know, or America, actually. But it's the thrash metal out there is fucking just great. It's like they just listen to nothing but fucking Exodus and Overkill and Testament and all the old <laughs> school guys, Death Angel. Speaking of which, when's Death Angel's new album come out? Do you know? I don't know. I don't know. I think they're working on some stuff. I've seen some pictures of them on online doing some practices and stuff. I know they were touring. They just played a couple of days ago. Uh, the Barrier Strikes Back or some something like that was Overkill or not Overkill. Uh, Death Angel, right. Exodus. Uh, Violence? Was it? Uh, I don't know if it was Violence. I don't recall. One of the other Bay bands. Yeah. But, you know, there's just it's all good stuff they're consistently every three years i've noticed and the last one was 2019 2020 oh so next year it'll be next year for what a new death angel oh death angel yeah you can count on them every three years which is kind of nice but um god i just so anyways hope- to get back to this real quick so we were, we were talking about hideous entity from hyperdoncho oh yeah, yeah. november 12th thank you 2021 eight tracks uh-huh. 39 minutes 21 seconds i gave it an eight out of a uh, 10 on a five star scale, I'd give it a four. I think I like this just as much as Zabulba, which is also a good album. Oh, um, I like Zabulba. I think I like I like Zabulba more. I think Zabulba more. Yeah. Well, yeah, you rated it. You rated them uh, this album a seven point five. I think you rated Zabulba an eight. Yeah, I think I initially gave it a three out of five stars Zabulba, and I remember going, "Why did I do that?" Because they were way better. Three and a half. Three and no, a half. I actually. Think, oh, initially. Yes, you gave oh. it a, we both gave it a three and a half when we reviewed Sebulba last year. But it should have been a four, is what we're saying, I think. Uh, let me see here. I think so, I think so, because right I think I ended up giving it an eight, yeah. Yeah, I like Sebulba better, I think. God, that was over a year ago. That's amazing. That was, dude. That was episode 18 of Scatterbrain Podcast. That's insane. We both gave it a 3.5, and I gave it an eight. I don't think I took down, I think I'm looking at the spreadsheet from when I was collecting all the reviews. And so I didn't take note of your, all your 10, 10 point ratings. But at the time when we were doing it on a five-star scale, we both gave it a three and a half for Zababa and it was still Inferno. Mine pretty much translated um, forward the way they were on the five-star. I remember that. There's a couple where I bumped it up a half or whatever. Sure. Yeah, you were just all over the fucking place. You know, I gave it a two, but now I'm gonna give it a nine. You know, that kind of. Well, you know, sometimes <laughs> I think so. it's not that bad, but I, know, I think I sometimes you just have to cram it in. It's like I feel I got to listen to it three times, and you're just not. Or sometimes, dude, I don't know. Like sometimes I'm in like a death metal mode, and you're like, we're listening to it, we're reviewing this one next week, and it's like thrash. I'm like, okay, and I listen to it. And I, yeah, I love thrash, but same here. Not necessarily where I'm at at that moment. You know what I mean? And sometimes you surprise me with like, we're listening to this, and it's like death metal. Yeah. that's probably what happened with this album for me i just wasn't i wasn't feeling the whole death metal thing when i listened to it and then it just uh-huh. yeah and then that vo- voice came in and i'm just kind of oh, okay you know huh. but uh but they're good they're definitely good yeah i'd be curious to hear if that changes over time if i'll give it another couple of listens and then let's i'll come back to it for the year-end review we'll see what i say we will be doing our year-end review hopefully we can schedule all that in before the end of the year yeah. Um, maybe we could do some fun holiday themed stuff, uh, but let's do a, a brand appropriate, if you will. We don't want to talk about, you know, fun, happy stuff. Let's talk about things like not so warm and not so fuzzy. If you Night, Nightmare Before Christmas? Yeah, um, something like that. Okay, sounds good to me. We've got some ideas here. We've talked about it and uh, we'll do something fun here. So, oh, we can talk about 
the villain Santa Claus from the Tick cartoon. Remember him? <laughs> I do not, but that's pretty funny. He was a robot. He was a robot dressed like Santa Claus, and he'd go around just murdering people. Oh, ho, 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 ho. And he had all his minions were like clones of him, and he sent them out, and they're all like, marching ho 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 oh no santa claus yeah we got to do something on that guy that was, that was yeah, awesome shit. call that that sounds like worse than the flying monkeys oh we should do the flying know. monkeys too you talk about wizard of oz to the flying monkeys are from yeah that scared me when i was a kid that was creepy shit <laughs> that's a whole other thing man that, that movie is laden with trivia laden with interesting little production notes and stuff and some things that are I think we talked about it because as I'm about to say it, it sounds like we, we seems like we talked about it before, maybe with Steve or something way back when, but there's some, you know, urban legends about how you can see in one section of when they're walking through the forest, one of the dwarves hung themselves and yeah. all this stuff. And yeah, I remember at the time looking at the VHS tape and it looked like that, but then when you see it on, you know, a large TV and it's all cleaned up on like Blu-ray or something, you can easily tell it's just, one of their like mechanized birds or something in the background. Yeah. It's not anything yeah. like that, but you know, that stuff's still fun to talk about. The trippy thing is because um, it was done in Technicolor and you know, when she, she's moving like towards the land of Oz and there's like that sepia color and she like, yeah. she like opens the door toward Oz and it turns into that Technicolor. That's, yeah, that's that not the first time that they had done that. That's not even her. That's not, um, that's not, uh, oh God, what is her name? The, the girl who played Dorothy. Uh, why am I just trying to blank? Why can't I remember? So bad. Oh, that is so <laughs> bad. bad. I can't. Oh yeah, she died. Uh, she died young. She died. She was only forty. She was only forty-three. That's so sad. Um, I want to say uh, she's she addicted to pills. She died young. Liza Minnelli is her daughter. Um, oh my God. Uh, gar, gar, uh, uh, why can't I think of it? No, 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 you got to keep this in because it's fucking funny. Uh, Judy, Gar- Julie Garland. Judy Garland, there you go. Oh, there you go, God. Judy Garland. Oh, geez. Yeah. Oh, my brain just hurt. Who did you say was her daughter? Liza Minnelli. Oh, I had no idea that was the case, really. Oh, you didn't know Liza Minnelli was her daughter? Liza Minnelli was yeah. a daughter. Sorry, I did not know that. Yeah, uh, I think it was a director named. Bertoli Minnelli or something was one of her, her husbands, something like that. But um, yeah, when when she, when Judy Garland is going in, Garland Garland, when she's going into the scene, when she's going from that sepia color to color, they don't actually like trans. They don't actually make her turn it to color. There's a totally different girl who all you see is the back of her head, and she's the sepia one. And then as it transitions to color. She comes walking out. Judy Garland comes walking out as Dorothy yeah, and turns around and is looking around and stuff. And it's so trippy once you know that you can really tell it's not her. It's strange. All those so little why tricks. Why would they like do that? that? Why wouldn't they just have her throw her in from the back of her head? Why would they do that? Why would, was because it was like an it, afterthought in editing or something? No, it was like the that? easiest way to do the transition because it's 1938, dude. I mean, they don't have computers to help them out. So they had to do a smooth transition from the sepia. And instead of, instead of making it, you know, doing the actual color, they just had a sepia room with that girl in it and then filmed that. And as the camera went out into the color, Judy Garland would come out with the camera and then it made the transition transition smooth. It was the easiest way they could do it. Apparently uh, I'll have to go back and revisit it. It just seems like they could fix that in editing cut, you know, cut here and 1938, there, but... 1938. It's yeah. just a way that the, the walkthrough just made it nice and smooth. And um, did you know that they, did you know that those uh, old cameras, the film cameras were so noisy that they had to build like this huge apparatus around them to contain the, uh, to contain the sound. I did know that. Yeah. actually, it, That's a trip, huh? Yeah. So big and cumbersome it had to be on wheels and shit. It's crazy. Well, I think a lot of that stuff, I think um, maybe not in film, but a lot, I was just thinking about this the other day, actually. It's the thing about those old recordings of like Jimi Hendrix or something like that, or even, even go further back. Mm-hmm. to like uh some of the jazz classics you know okay and part of the way that those are recorded yeah there's the music and the music's cool but part of it for me is just the tone yeah you know and a lot of it is due to what they're recording it on or capturing it on and you can hear sometimes some of those things i think i was listening to Jimi hendrix i don't recall what track it was as i was driving home pulling into my neighborhood and i could hear like the hum 
of the amp, of course. It makes it sound awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But that's the thing. It's like you don't hear that now. Yeah. You know, now a lot of times these guys are playing in through like a, you know, their amp to a load box. And then from there, it goes out to like an impulse response or something. It's not even really an amp anymore, you know? Takes away kind of the, the almost the natural sound of things in a way. I'm, I know digital is the future. This now and everything, but I've always, you know me, I've always been kind of a, an analog fan. There's so many benefits to analog. There's so many benefits to digital, but I don't know. Some of those old recordings, like if you put on a record too, when you hear the pops on the record, you know, when you're listening yeah. to it, it just for some reason that makes it sound better in a way it's weird, but technically it makes it sound worse. Yeah. It's, it's all about just that the end result. You know what I mean? It's about that end result, whatever it is, you know, certain factors come in and you like it or you don't. Some people probably can't stand that. Someone who's only heard digital, only heard streaming audio would never know the, what it really sounds like to hear these things in full. You know what I mean? Not streamed on your phone, not at 192K sampling rate or whatever, right? Like to really hear it. And yeah. um, I think that's kind of the case with the recording as well. And there are pros and cons, but then you see stuff like people who will edit videos in digital, but then they'll go back and they'll add like the little, you know, fuzz or yeah. like little fake um, artifact that looks like film, you know? Yeah. Or like the, remember like on VHS tapes, there was a little crinkle or, <laughs> or got eaten or yeah. something. It would kind of go, wah, wah, and they go, and then you come back. And so people like actually add that now. It's like, yeah, well, there's filters for that. You can add that so like on digital pictures and stuff. Yeah. Or I think even like with the camera mode on the iPhone, I think you can even add like a analog mode that look, make, gives it all looks like a VHS tape. Makes it look better. You mean, um, you know what? <laughs> better. You know what? I, I, I scream at digital, like when a football game's on with a cable and it just, my, oh, yeah. my TV starts turning into a, a hundred thousand thousand little fucking boxes and then it Pixelated, freezes up yeah. yeah and it's and it freezes up and like the faces are gone from all the people and everything's frozen no sound and it's like you can't even kick the tv anymore to get it going because it's all fucking digital and there's nothing you can do about it and i just sit there screaming at my tv fucking want my analog back it's probably something you'd have to just like getting a car with the, the actual handles to roll your window down costs extra now there's no analog anymore. All that's done. I know. You wanna, but what you if I wanted? Antennas. What if I wanted to pay extra for some analog, huh? Just like I pay extra. I know, but that could be a, a niche market right there. Just like the, the people who want the fucking the handles to roll their windows down. You can't get those anymore either. Everything's electric, but you can order that. You know, you can get a car with that. Costs extra. I did not know that. It's fucking stupid. I want, I want handles on my car. That's five thousand extra that from what car? Oh, I don't know. Someone, someone told me that American cars, probably not Toyota or something. I guess it's a fail safe. If you're ever stuck in the water, your car goes off the side, you're in the water, it's sinking. You can roll down the window manually and get out. Maybe, maybe not. You actually have to kick. I don't know if that would work, but yeah, I read that you actually have to, or actually I saw it on one of those myth busters or something where you have to actually kick the door open or kick the window open. Actually, there is something, there's something that is on the door that is meant to break the window in case something like that happens. I forgot what it was. It's something so obvious too. And it's the actual reason for that is to break the window. Oh, I wish I could remember. Cause I remember when someone showed me that I was like, oh, that's what that's for. It's like those little things, like a, a little loop on your, on your clothes. And it's like, why is that loop there? And then someone shows you and it's like, oh, that makes total sense. You know, there's a little, like your uh, seatbelt in the back or something like that. Yeah, little, something like a little knob on the seatbelt buckle or something like that. You use that to go click and it breaks the window open. Something like that. Interesting. Yeah, because the pressure from what I saw was like the pressure wouldn't let you just open the door, obviously. Right. Because right, the pressure right. of the water. And I think rolling it down, it wouldn't with the electrical wouldn't work because it's all shorted out because you're in the water. Once so you have to like crack, essentially crack the window open, you know, and then that would equalize the pressure and then you could get out yeah something like that hold your breath first yeah that'd be a good idea holding your breath mm -hmm. did you ever hear that case that that woman who rolled her car in colorado and she was upside down in her car in like the bubble of air in the car for like like a long time dude and they thought she was dead and they actually revived her and i think her i think her daughter lived too because they were both in this little pocket of air 
It was a weird shit. It happened a long time ago. Oh no, I think her daughter died actually, and she was devastated. So like when you're in a canoe and it flips over, and you gotta like put your head up into the air underneath it. Oh yeah, that's uh, or those um undersea uh, not not submarines, but those uh, like diving bells. The bottom is completely open, and you can just dive down and out and through and come back up, and that's kind of weird. You can do that with a bucket too. You put it down and you just put it straight down. The air stays in there. It was a bucket, but fuck it, it had to do. Busting out me and my whole crew. Me and Terry were getting kind of scary. Oh, sorry. And on that note, let's wrap it up. Thank you for those rhymes, Ice-T. Yeah, join us on the next uh, Scatterbrained, and uh, we'll see you later, Dan. Are you in a better mood? Uh, I am actually in a better mood. Thank you for uh, recording with me. I feel better now. Oh, good. Excellent. Yeah. But you bitch about it a little bit, and uh, it makes everything better, I guess. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? hope we made you feel better, too, there out there. Yeah. All right. Yeah, thanks for listening, everyone.